cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing, it's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I am very excited to announce to you today that I have a new host. I should say a new co-host. It's Joe Belorier of PR Web. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? I'm a little. I'm still um, a little worse for the wear since our last week's search engine strategies in San Jose. How are you? Oh, wasn't that a great session, though? I mean, it's it's always the, the, the gravitational force around the Google and Yahoo campuses to get everybody down there to that event is is enormous. It's always such a good event. It is. No, it really is. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to hang out with friends. It's fun to remember that it actually gets chilly at night in Silicon <laughs> Valley. I found it actually rather comfortable and warm. Oh, that's because you are a Washingtonian. Yeah. I'm a wimpy Floridian. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the evenings down there tremendously. Yeah, no, it was terrific. And, of course, PR Web was one of our main sponsors uh, for our, our cornerstone evening event called Search Bash, which was held this past uh, Wednesday, uh, August 22nd. And uh, my goodness, we just keep getting rave reviews and lots of thank yous from our Search Bash attendees. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yeah, well, thanks so much for putting that together. It was quite a, an endeavor to, to arrange all that, and there was not a, uh, a bored person in the house, that's for sure. You know, well, we try to have something for so everyone. Well, that's it. It was meant to be sort of like a, a carnival sort of atmosphere so that it was a great venue for networking, but then also keep everyone occupied with a lot of entertainment. It, a lot of fun, but truth be told, I wasn't there but 15, 20 minutes, and I had already met up with my top two clients and uh, one soon to be. So, yeah, just a huge opportunity there to See? have fun and, and get some work done, too. Isn't that nice? You know what? And it's very interesting because I'm trying to think of who. Oh, you know what it was? It was. Um, I'm going to out him right now. <clears throat> Patrick uh, Crisp from Ask.com, who Ask was the presenting sponsor, called me afterwards and he said, you know, Brandy was so incredible. I had met Patrick um, at PubCon in New Orleans seven years, several years ago. And I said to him, they were packing up and leaving and they weren't going to, you know, the, the PubCon event, which is um, the event that actually, they, they did a reverse genesis of a, tra of a conference. So they used to have the party and then they turned the party into a conference and now the party is actually at the back end. And I said to him, how can you pack up and leave? This is where all the business is done at PubCon. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's an industry, you know, it's an, it's an industry must. And it went from that and me telling him off to, you know, obviously them, which is nice, them sponsoring this event. And he said, wow, this was so amazing. Every person that I know and every person that was important to me was at your event. And to boot, people weren't um, all buttoned up at the event. People were very approachable because, you know, we really like to create an atmosphere that says, yes, we're all in business together, but at the end of the day, we are a community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be a community means everyone joining hands and having fun and, you know, learning from each other and give and take. And I think that we definitely succeeded this year with that. 
Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned Bob Kahn and, and the party that follows, and I confess I had no idea. I didn't see it coming, and last year I pulled out only to find out that I'd missed the biggest part of the, the event. Oh, uh, <sighs> did you well, make it? Live and learn, huh? No, oh, actually, and, and no offense to Brett, the biggest part of, <laughs> of last year's party, I think, was um, the Hugh Hefner suite. Oh, at, yes, the, the Playboy Boys suite. It was that not at Winds, but somewhere It was else. at the Palms Hotel. The Palms Hotel, yeah. Yeah, and we and I have to say once again, giving Webmaster Radio a little bit of kudos. We actually started that trend with the Palms Hotel when Yahoo threw us our launch party uh, in November two thousand and four, where we closed down Rain into the Desert. And that's what makes you a good PR person. <laughs> Never miss that opportunity. Well, you, get that hook in there just in case. Well, you know what? Need to know at the end of the day. Well, we've got a, an amazing team here. And everyone, at the end of the day, everyone's really passionate about what they do. And I think that's what makes the huge difference, is that everyone pulls together. I mean, my goodness, I'm sure most people out there know um, Eddie Machado. And I blame Eddie Machado for most of our search bashes. Because, Eddie, this is Eddie. No, Brandy, we're doing search bash. We're doing search bash. And, uh, you know, Eddie's my boss. And I, I listen to him with, with wise ears. And I usually do what he says as I'm limping at the end of the evening and he's got the silly grin from ear to ear <laughs> as women are just throwing themselves at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looked, he looked pretty tired at the end of FCS. I, I saw him as we were pulling out and actually, uh, some of the gals I was with, uh, with our group, uh, were, uh, taking pictures, uh, in and around the webmaster booth there because webmaster radio is a, a known entity over here at PR web and, and they wanted to, bring back some of that that presence to the folks here that couldn't attend SES. But uh, Eddie was looking a pretty zapped. Yeah, he was. I, I think that Eddie's probably one of the hardest working people at the conferences. He really is. And he's, uh, you know, he always, he's an overachiever. We like that. <laughs> and he doesn't. Right. He, as long as he doesn't die soon. God, oh my God, God, he's a young man. This is good for him. It builds his character, and he's got good, strong character. You know, I'm sitting here looking at him, I have to admit. I know. <laughs> and you know what he's doing? He won't look me in the eye. His face is turning like several different colors of, oh, no, he just looked me in the eye, and then he looked really quickly away. Um, yeah, but, but Eddie's very modest. So let's move on from Eddie, because Eddie will, will quickly disconnect this entire radio show pretty, pretty quickly. But for those of you that don't know, this is actually, I think, an interesting story. When we launched Webmaster Radio, we launched it with eight radio shows. And I knew I wanted to do a PR show, and I knew I wanted to do a PR show with my very dear friend, David McGinnis. Good guy. Very good guy. Very good guy. Those that don't know, CEO and founder uh, of PR Web, uh, no longer CEO, but still founder of PR Web, but uh, off <laughs> disrupting yet another industry, uh, manufacturing now. Which is Watch so crazy. Manufacturing industry, because he's going to turn your world on its ear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything he touches turns to gold. The man sold his company for $28 million. God bless him as an inspiration to all of us. But I'll never forget calling him up and saying, I've got a name for our show. I've got a name for our show. He said, what's that? I said, cover story. Isn't that what everyone wants? He said, that's cool. Let's do it. And then I had to come up with a, uh, I actually wrote, this is one of the only openers <laughs> that no one's rewritten on me. I wrote the opener. And I'll never forget calling him, him saying, you did not write this opener, Brandy. I said, yes, I did, David. So I don't know whether that's a good thing or not a good <laughs> thing. But truly, you know, he, um, he was a pioneer 
totally stuck with it. I remember him in the early days when uh, you go to PR web and it says, you know, do you need online help? And you, you clicked yes. And um, the person that you were dealing with was not um, an operator or a tech person from PR web. It was the founder of PR web. So I think it's a great story to show how, you know, we all can grow up together. How if you do have that entrepreneurial spirit and you are a good person, because David McGinnis is absolutely a good person. You know, he's very charitable. He's very um, conscious of his relationships and uh, a really great guy to work with. I mean, I haven't spoken. Generous to a fault. Oh, my God. I mean, I would never, you know what? I hope he's not listening because I would never say this to his face because we're very facetious with each other. But um, truly a good guy who in turn introduced me to another good guy, which is Joe Belaurier. And here we are today. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I wish David was here with us, but uh, I, I know nothing about the manufacturing industry. Just really can't tie him in there anyway. It's okay. But, I, I do. Uh, it's I do. great to be here. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. Uh, Same here. You're here to keep it safe and secure for me and push all the right buttons and tell me when to be quiet and when to talk. Oh, I can't do that. You're 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 like a stallion in an open field. I can't control you. <laughs> all right, here's ten dollars for working the word stallion in. Okay. <laughs> I can see all those people right now. They're yeah. Um, so for those of you that are search engine optimizers, um, <laughs> but I think that you're going to find um, going forward, kids, with a radio show, we're going to continue bringing on um, the best PR practitioners and, and peripheral practitioners to make sure that um, you are doing the right things with your campaigns, understanding where you need to go, how to, um, what understanding what are uh, the newest fads, what fads you know are going to be. Um, gone in a moment and what you really need to start to employ so that you either maintain your 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 market lead or that you start catching up and become a market or, leader or even stay legal as we just saw in the cover of pr week this time around uh i don't know if, if you're getting pr week but there's an interesting story there and we can get there later i know you're on a tear right now no i'm done with my tear i'm Pardon. done <laughs> you're like you used up all my excess energy <laughs> i all used right, up all my excess all right. energy I know you've only slept one day in the last week, so oh. I'm here to cover for you. Well, thank you. The, uh, the, the cover story, if you will, on PR Week that just came in the mail on my, about an hour ago is the Software and Information Industry Association's lawsuit. Um, it's a copyright infringement lawsuit. Where they were going after some of the bigger PR agencies that were uh, disseminating press packets internally into clients. Know, press packets are copyrighted material, and I, you know, I, I have to feign ignorance here a little bit, or I'm not feigning ignorance; I have to claim ignorance, in that I'm not 100% sure what is necessarily in a press packet. But from reading this article, it's uh, you know the, the information that companies are putting out uh, on the AP, mm-hmm. uh, on the UPI, that are you know published stories that uh, are about companies, and. Uh, you know, you want to keep everybody in the loop, so you make copies of those and you send them off. You're not necessarily sending the links to the websites. You're sending off the, the story itself. And apparently when this is getting done in a wholesale manner, as would be done within a PR agency, uh, it's showing up on somebody's radar, and SIIA is going after them saying, you know, you can't be doing that. That's copyrighted information. Can we give an example? Can we give an example? And what do you mean by a wholesale situation? 
Well, let's say uh, you're an agency for Microsoft, and they just released the Zune, and so you're out there scrounging on the Internet, picking up all instances of the word Zune, and you're repurposing that maybe into a PDF file or something like that, and then sending it to your client or to other people on your staff that are helping work with that client. The end result is you have taken a copy of that, that story, that UPI story or AP story, and repurposed it uh, in such a way that people continue to get the benefit of that story, but UPI and AP doesn't get the benefit of that visitor to their website, nor do their advertisers who are underwriting this whole effort. So you're, you're, if you're doing this, you're shunting traffic from the source's web, from going to the source's website, and, and they don't want that. They're writing these stories with the goal of getting traffic to their websites and getting their advertisers the business the advertisers are paying for. Uh, why they're going after necessarily PR agencies that are doing this, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's a number of other instances where this might be the case. And how they discover it and actually file a lawsuit is beyond me. Uh, I, I can see their, the merit in the case. Right. Let me ask you a question, though, and because I, I, I don't have the, I, I do not have the magazine in front of me. Um, so you're saying to me, um, so let's use Zune because we've we've actually had Zune on the on the air um, in regard to um, their finalist status for the Silver Anvil Awards out of the PRSA. So let's say I'm the PR agency for Zune, and we've you know we've done all of these stories. It comes you know all of these stories are done regarding us, and I go and I cherry pick some of the best stories and I put that in my press packet to send out to various people. Mm-hmm. That in turn because I've I've, I've I'm I'm repurposing stories that have already been um, printed about us. Mm-hmm. That is now considered to be illegal. Mm-hmm. Really? Isn't that sad? I, I, you know what? Because and I, the stories that were written are copyrighted, my, and so to repurpose those to make copies of them uh, and distribute them in mass uh, violates that copyright. Isn't that interesting? Now, had that been set forth in the past? Because, I mean, I always knew that's, this to be normal practice. Well, yeah, and there's an unnamed source that's cited or quoted in the article. It says, this was a way information has been distributed for as long as I've been in PR. Right. Right. I mean, we, we do that. I mean, all this is suddenly be popping up on the radar that it can be enforced on anybody's radar to say, wow, look, these guys are doing this. I don't know. Well, it's, you know, and, and I'm speaking from a place of ignorance because I don't have the story in front of me, nor do I have all of the information. But I do think that that's fairly disgusting because, you know, even let's, let's take this radio show right now. Let's say someone's interested in what we're discussing. And if they want to um, extrapolate some of the information that they learn here and then repurpose it and send it out, you know, A, that's reinforcing the fact that we have a good story and gives us better credibility and authority, I would think. Because it's not just direct from the source. This is someone else saying, wow, the story has merit, which is re- reinforcing the source, I would think. And B, oh my God, people, I understand that there's not a, an original thought out there, but there are billion dollar industries across the board. And I think that the most disgusting thing is to make us such a litigious country. Especially when it comes to the freedom of speech. I can understand that if I took out of context well, something. This, this is akin to the music industry deal, well, though. That's right? what I was going to say. The song, is, you know, it's a copyrighted element. So people put an effort forth to do it, and you can't just copy it willy-nilly. Same logic applies here to 
a newspaper or a, a news agency's uh, efforts at compiling a story and you know how much credit are they getting for it when it gets taken elsewhere and uh, distributed with with no link back if you will mm-hmm. to, uh, to their site you know what let's do this let's take a quick break joe and and let's talk a little bit deeper about the merits of non you know because now we're getting into non-traditional forms of distribution and let's discuss this a little bit because i think this is a very interesting topic you've brought up Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. and I'm good for it, sure. Cool. We're going to take a couple, a couple angles on this. We have to be careful to define. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to put a caveat out there. We're just having a discussion. We're not putting our gavel down. Uh, we'll be right back with my brand new co-host, Joe Belaurier of PR Web. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. boys and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, Hell, we got them all! Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. The chat room is just going, dude, what's the problem? You're just talking about yourself. Hey, it's my show. Sometimes we talk about stuff. Yeah. The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursday at 1130 a.m. Eastern, 830 a.m. Pacific. And on demand every day. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Cyberspace. The final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm. So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro Babin welcoming back uh, my new co host, which is Joe Belaurier of PR Web. Welcome back, Joe. Hey, thanks. Boy, I tell you, you know, you look up double entendre in the dictionary and oh. all the, the lead ins for uh, Webmaster Radio show up in there. You guys are just like the kings of double entendre. Absolutely. You know what? <laughs> We've got an amazing creative team, and our our mantra is, your mind takes you where it wants to go. 
We hold no responsibility because some people's minds oh, go down different funny. alleys. Oh, so funny. You can take the high road or you can take the alley road. <laughs> it's your option. Out of your are you? mind. I, I love that. Yeah, exactly. I, actually, I just heard that for the first time, and I just winked over at my creative director and said, you rock. His name is Mark. That doesn't remind me of the envelope. Pushing the envelope. He's always pushing the envelope. But let's get back because we're actually, we only have like eight more minutes left, which is very sad for All right. us. Real quick, I, I do want to touch on some things yeah. here just as kind of a, a point of due diligence. What we're talking about here uh, with regards to uh, people passing out press packets that are full of news stories that were published by news agencies like uh, AP, UPI, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not giving uh, the opportunity or not giving credit to those, those organizations as they repurpose this stuff in the copies. When you say they, not giving credit, do you mean not giving... Um, trademark credit? I'm sure there's probably in the dateline something that says this came from AP, and that's all good and well. But the reason they AP put that story together was to bring people to their website to you know come in and see their advertisers' messages by taking that content and putting it offsite, uh, albeit still providing attribution. You're 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 not you're violating their copyright to, because. Their copyright says you can use this if we give you permission, or if you're, you know, linking back to the site. You know, give, put the headline out there that links back to our site, and we'll we'll present the story to your whoever you're trying to give it to that way. Did they say that? When you say link back, I mean, could that I mean using it well, just in that's, printed that's form, or is that on? To say is, you know, we're talking <clears throat> about the problem, but we're not providing a solution here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the story that was in PR Week, and, and here, you know, I'm providing that attribution and the source of a story I'm talking about here. Right. If I was to be discussing this with you and not mention PR Week at all and, and just kind of take ownership of the story as something I dug up, right. you know, PR Week could come crashing down on me like a ton of bricks because that's not fair at all. No. Uh, the uh, solution that, I, that is right. cited in the story uh, is presented by Scott Bain, the attorney for the uh, SIAA. Oh, wait, the SIAA. Interesting typo. Sorry, that's what I do. I look at typos. Um <laughs> And he says, you know, the the solution to this is simply disseminating the information with the links. So if it's electronically disseminated, say in emails or something like that, there should be a clickable link to see the story that's being referred to. Okay. So if we're compiling a bunch of stories about Microsoft Zune or not and then putting them out, let's not put them out wholesale with all the content uh, in the email. Let's put them out, of the, you know, here's the headline, here's the link. I mean, that to me sounds reasonable because the reason why you would normally, I would think, and I feel like there's a disconnect here, the reason why you would normally repurpose a story is to reinforce a message that you have to give you extra credibility, visibility, et cetera. Well, it's typically, in this case, the press packets are to go back to the client and say, look at the media attention we got for you. Right. So I would envision that the headline, the source, uh, the headline being a link back to the source, a right. source citation, you know, PR Week, uh, you know, whatever, August 27th, page 5, uh, and then the snippet where the product or trade name or, or company name is mentioned, mm-hmm. that, that paragraph or that sentence, mm-hmm. so they can see what kind, what context they were being referenced or how often they were being referenced in that story. Absolutely. But to take the whole bloody story uh, is in violation of the copyright. Now, I can see from a technical perspective, taking that whole story and having it in the content creates searchability, usability, functional benefits that are huge. 
Well, but it violates copyright. And it just doesn't seem to jibe with me because the fact is, like, if let's say, you know, um, let's go back to PR Week. PR Week puts out a story, okay? And it's all about Webmaster Radio. As, you know, if you're listening from PR Week, you should do a story on Webmaster Radio. <laughs> but um, now, you know, PR Week tends to maybe traditionally deal with like dirt world PR agencies, right? I mean, they're, they're really beginning to expand themselves more into the interactive field. But I mean, if you're going to look traditionally, that, that's where they are. And to their credit, this issue actually goes into the, the innovators in the industry. I was really stunned and, and surprised and really pleased to see them going that way. Yeah, no, which is terrific. And I mean, I, Julia Hood is a wonderful woman. She's the editor over at PR Week. Um, I enjoy her immensely. But my, my feeling is if, let's say they did a story on, on Webmaster Radio and I decided to use that for my press packet and now I am taking that story and putting it in the hands of people who would never normally receive that information, that gives extra credibility maybe in non-traditional type people who would be very much applicable to PR Week who may never normally be exposed to it. So I see as long as you're citing where it came from because I can't imagine me saying, hey, look at this like great story about us and not saying who it was from, right? Like that's silly. Um, would actually gain them like a larger coverage, you know, larger coverage and we give them love on the backside. Maybe not to their website up front, but it's also going to get people to say, wow, you know, if, if they did this about Webmaster Radio, which is, you know, an online radio network, Maybe they would do something about us, or maybe we need to pay more closer attention to PR Week because now they're you know expanding into more non-traditional forms of public relations. Although that's a bad yeah. word to use, non-traditional. If what you do entices people to get a subscription to PR Week, I can't imagine that, that them or any publication would have a problem with that. So where does this problem lie, Joe? Where do you? Problem what's lies, the core of it? The, the problem lies in the uh, the content that is copyrighted being copied and distributed. Offsite without their expressed. So are they yeah. saying you just need your their let's expressed say I approval? Have a really hot blog and and it's you know creating lots of traffic and then I suddenly see other people putting that same content off on uh, offline and, and distributing it wholesale. So I'm not getting those page views and so my advertisers don't have to pay as much. I'd be a little bummed. You know, but thing happens here if if you're not getting the page views, which enables you to get higher advertising revenue, then you're going to be a little bummed. And you may take it to court. Well, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the volumes are here. I don't know. Right. How often I'd be interested. These things. But the, uh, let's see, was there a settlement mentioned in the article here? $300,000. Uh, the plaintiff was, uh, or defendant, uh, agreed to pay $300,000 for copyright infringement. Wow. That's two baby that's, Bentleys. They, they must have been just doing tons of this. Hey, let's do this. Who wrote wow. the article again? That's written by Artie Shaw. So maybe let's see if we can't get Artie Shaw on the air to discuss this. Sounds like an idea. Because I think it's interesting and I think it's something that, um, you know, this is one of those things where you could think that you're doing the right thing and God forbid you get slapped with some sort of lawsuit. I know. I kind of looked at the. I had to read this five times before it made sense to me because I'm here at PR Web where we're all about people. You know, I'm promoting people copying repurposing my clients. Right, please I do. Support. So I had to I had to change my paradigm as I'm reading the story as to you know where it was coming from. Right, but the big difference is even if PR Web is writing this for you, 
and then distributing this for you. And even though it's, it's, it's being distributed across all sites that you only have relationships with, but yet you don't own like Yahoo and Google and all of the, you know, um, you've paid for those services. Right. So I think that's the difference is when you do something with PR web, those services yep. are paid for it. Yeah. So now you have the entirely ability to. Yeah. yeah. Entirely different. And it's yours. And if, you know, we're putting out content that we're taking ownership of and didn't want to share with others and we wanted all the traffic to benefit us and we wanted to create more traffic and we wanted all the traffic to benefit us, then we would get snooty like this. Right. And, 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 I, and I apologize for using the word snooty. That's a negative connotation. I think what they're doing is appropriate. I think there needed to be some education that went on before a $300,000 suit came crashing. Right. Well, it certainly was a wake-up call for the whole industry. Well, you know what? A, there's something about setting a precedent. B, to an extent, we are the Wild West out there. But I think that as things like this happen, sometimes it would be nice if our if our government body would take notice of this and say, guess what? This has never been defined before. As long as someone didn't have a malicious intent, but there's an opening here to set a precedent going forward. Let's use this as an example to create, um, you know, to, to create a process so that people don't end up. I just went off. Um, so we create a process. Sorry. I didn't go off. I thought I went off for a second. What a hideous feeling was. <laughs> I lost Joe. Um, but I think that we should we should create a process like a written document so that people don't fall into this rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, not just automatically. Education is all, all that's needed, and, and for SIIA to, I mean, there this had to be going on for months for them to already be to a settlement, and I'm just catching wind of it. Right, so which is... Just, we, just giving you a, a, a meager perspective of what seems to have been going on for a while here. Well, let's do this. I think we, we, we should, because I think this affects so many people across the board, and it, like you said, education is, you know, education, information, awareness is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're going to see, unfortunately, a lot more of this going forward. So if we can disseminate this information and protect our listeners, yeah. this is a very positive, positive thing. Because a lot of the things that we take for granted, we can't because it can come back to bite us in the butt later on. Yeah. So um, let's do this. We've unfortunately come to the close of our very first show together. Hey, and we didn't even rehearse and we kind of wrapped it up on time even. We did. I'm very proud of us. I, I mean, take this on the road. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to. <laughs> I think we've got, what, 22 cities in the next year? So uh, you can actually come and, and watch Joe and I do our show live at many of the conferences going forward. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Joe, I will, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I'm on vacation next week. Good for you. You need it. I am so excited. Um, but Joe will be doing the show all by himself next week. So everyone come and listen and support Joe. And then I will be back the following Wednesday and uh, everyone else just stay tuned for our awesome programming. And Joe, thanks again for a first wonderful show. Hey, thanks. It's been fun. It'll still be fun. We're always going to have fun. We always do. That's right. I, I hope you come back over and over and over. <laughs> all right, everyone. You heard it from Joe. It's demand. Come back over and over again. That's right. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>